Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today, we'll learn about a new pet named Bernie and discover more from God's own word, the Bible. Well, hi. Hi, Mrs. G. Hey, Mrs. G. It's such a nice morning for a walk in the neighborhood. It sure feels like it. The sun is shining. We saw these big flocks of crows by the park. They're sitting high in the trees and making a bunch of noise. And Dad clapped his hands, and some of them started flying around. That was my back-to-nature moment for the day. Oh, how thrilling! <laughs> Where's Mr. G? I noticed the car was gone. He and Rudy and Joey took a quick little trip to Jiffy Shopper to buy some dog food. Is that for Duke? Rudy's new golden retriever, Mrs. G? No, Lizzie. Actually, it's for Bernie, the dog next door. His dog run is next to our fence in the backyard. Jiffy Shopper is a fun place. Remember last time we were here together? We got the ice cream cones. Yes, I do. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Grandpa, where's the dog food at? I think it's down here in aisle 15. How many aisles does this place have? Um, I think 16 or 17. Wow, we're almost at the end. Somebody could get a full day's exercise just walking around in Jiffy Shopper. That's for sure. Look at all the different kinds of dog food. That's business and competition at work. What do you mean by that, Mr. G? Well, there are a handful of companies that manufacture these dog foods, and they are in a competition with each other to sell dog food and make money. Grandpa, what do the companies do with the money? They can pay their workers or employees that make the company's products, and they can pay for the machines that are used to make the dog food. The companies have electric and phone bills. It actually takes a lot to run a company. Sounds complicated. It is complicated. What if a company can't sell any dog food? Then they might try changing the food or the color of the bag or something like that. And what if that doesn't work? Then they might go out of business or be bought out by another company. That's too bad. What kind of food does Bernie like again, Grandpa? Well, his two favorites are brisket pops and canine munchies. Canine munchies. That sounds really tasty. If you're a dog... Well, I haven't tried it myself, but Bernie sure loves it. Let's see. He just finished off a bag of brisket pops, so let's get him some canine munchies. All right. Yay. Okay, let's find a cash register with not too long of a line. Hey, look. It's the grocery technician. How are you gentlemen doing today? We're doing well, thanks. And how are you? Doing great, thanks. Say, weren't you the kids that gave me the invitation card to listen to family radio? I believe that was a few months ago, wasn't it? The programming is very informative and interesting. I also like the uh, Bible reading program. I'm really glad to hear that. Maybe we can talk again sometime. Yeah, I'd like that. Bye, Mr. Grocery Technician. Bye, sir. See you later, guys. 
We're back with the K-9 munchies. Now Bertie won't have to starve. Hi, Mr. G. Hi, everyone. Mrs. G has been telling us all about the situation next door with Bernie. Those people should be put in jail for how they treat poor Bernie. Now, Peanut, don't you think that would be a little extreme? I guess so, Mrs. Smith. We had some other neighbors suggest that the situation should be reported to the A-N-D. What's A-N-D stand for, Mr. G? It stands for the Animal Neglect Department. Oh, that's kind of sad. Mrs. G and I decided we would rather help take care of him because he really is a nice dog, and we think of Bernie as our own dog, too, since he's right next door to us. That sounds very wise. After all, you do have to live next door to your neighbors. Jeff and Kathy stay pretty busy and are gone quite a bit. They've done a number of favors for us in the years that we've known them. I'm not saying this arrangement would work in every situation, but Jeff and Kathy don't seem to mind our helping out with Bernie. We just try not to make a big deal out of it. Rudy, thanks for taking some food out to Bernie. Mark, would you say a prayer to our Lord? Heavenly Father, thank you for your care of your creation, which we are a part of. May we be under your grace as we approach Judgment Day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, today we'll try to look a bit at what the Bible tells us about the wickedness or evil of mankind. And we have a new memory verse. Oh, can I read it, Mr. G? Sure, go ahead. It's Psalm 51, verses 4 and 5. Okay, Psalms 51, verse 4 through 5. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Thank you, Lizzie. Peanut, can you read Jeremiah 17, 9? No problem. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We cannot know or fully understand the extent of mankind's wickedness, but God knows all about it. In fact, the Lord Jesus endured hell's torment for each sin committed by those he came to save. I thought of a verse, Mr. G. Can I say it? It's Psalms 37, verse 8 through 10. Okay, that would be great. Would you also read verse 7? Sure. Psalms 37, verse 7 through 10. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for Evil doors shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. The only people who can rest in God or turn from doing evil in a way that pleases Him are those He has given a new heart or soul to. Mr. G, what does it mean that the evildoers will be cut off? The evildoers are the unsaved, Joey, and they will be cut off or separated from God and any of his blessings in heaven, they will have to suffer 
eternally in hell. That is so awful, Mr. G. But I know this is good to know about. It really is, Lizzie. It's the most important issue in life to be saved from the penalty of sin through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mr. G, I just thought of a passage of scripture. All right. Would you like to read it? Okay, Mr. G. Sure. Job chapter twenty-one, verses seven and thirteen through sixteen. Wherefore do the wicked live, become old, yea, are mighty in power? They spend their days in wealth, and in a moment go down to the grave. Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty, that we should serve Him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto Him? Lo, their good is not in their hand; the counsel of the wicked is far from me. Thanks, Mark. We see from this passage that anyone who is not saved is opposed to the whole message of the Bible. Our sinfulness blinds us, so we want nothing to do with God or His law, the Bible. That's wrong. I hope I'm not like that. Well, Joey, I hope that for myself too. We can pray again and again for God's mercy. Notice in verse fifteen where it says, "What profit should we have if we pray unto Him?" That's the opposite of believers in the Bible, Mister G. You're right, Peanut. Can anyone think of someone praying to God in the Bible? I can think of one. Joey, would you like to read it? Sure. It's First、uh, Kings eight twenty-two and twenty-three. Okay, I'm looking for it. Joey, it's after the books of Samuel and before the books of Chronicles. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, "Lord God of Israel, there is no god like Thee in heaven, above, or on earth beneath, who keepest covenant and mercy with Thy servants that walk before Thee with all their heart." We must remember that it is only God's grace that caused Solomon or any one of us to be saved. Lizzie, would you read First Kings eight thirty nine? Sure. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou even thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men. Thanks, Lizzie. Peanut, can you repeat our memory verse one more time for all the kids listening at home? Since we've come to the end of the program. All right. Let's see Psalms fifty-one four through five. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments. Or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible in Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, nine four six two one, USA. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye. <laughs> 